Hello. Hello. <laughs> Do you want to welcome us in, Dahlia? Hello and welcome back to Not Your Therapist podcast, which, okay, so this is what occurred to me. Do we need a new intro? Like, we don't have an intro, and the old intro was, I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend or your old best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. That's all true, except I'm not a matchmaker. And um, although I matchmake occasionally for fun, um, and now I'm a therapist, but I'm still <laughs> theoretically not your therapist, unless you're one of my clients and you're listening to this, in which case, don't tell me. In which think- case, you're literally your therapist. So... We decided we're keeping the title the same. Yeah. But we probably need to figure out an intro. intro. Maybe we'll get an some outro? feedback from listeners. What? Or maybe listeners will give us feedback. Great. So for this first episode, we're just going to be raw like this. No yeah. intro, no smoothness, not as streamlined as it once was. It's 2023. We're unfiltered. <laughs> Organic. We're organic. We're Gen Z. Even though we're not. Are we? No. We're not. Right. We're not. We're millennials through and through. Um, but that doesn't mean Gen Z can't benefit from a little of this old millennial advice. They really could. They really could. Because as we're going to get about. into later. Yes. Yes. Okay. So anyways, we're back. It's been a while. Some things have happened. I'm Dahlia. This is Alex. Alex, my wonderful single in the field, and now my producer of this podcast, and also our health and wellness expert, and also who knows what else she's going to surprise us. Who knows? (laughs) And Dahlia, our therapist, who's not probably not yours. You have a therapist? No, I meant probably. I I do have a therapist. She's not because (laughs) I meant probably not. You're the listener's therapist, but right, probably not. But maybe. What if you become a therapist? My mom would love that. Great. We'll work on it. I'm here for your mom. Anyways, um, obviously this is a new format, so we're going to have to work on not interrupting each other, which is way more of a problem for me than for you because I talk a lot. Um, You know, same thing holds if you are someone who needs dating advice and you want to come on the show anonymously or otherwise, you are welcome. We are here. Um, We'll talk about various dating topics. We'll have guests. We'll do live coaching. We'll even talk to couples because I am a couples therapist. A free couples therapist. Free. At your disposal. On this show, if you come on the show. Anyways. Um, it's going to be great. Um, so great. So let's get into it. It's been, how long has it been? Three years? I mean, you had a baby. I had a baby. I became a therapist. My baby is almost two. Like, this is crazy. A lot's happened. A lot's happened. <laughs> Alex moved to New York. Also a lot happening. She got out of the entertainment industry. She's got an amazing health and wellness newsletter. That's true. Check out Hippie Shit. Hippie Shit's one of the only newsletters I don't automatically delete. <laughs> <laughs> or send to, like, another <laughs> inbox to be read at some future time when I don't have a child. No, I read yours when I get them. I really do. I always know there'll be a tidbit in there for me. And there always is. Appreciate it. Um, Great. So where should we start? Should we start with your dating life? My favorite topic? I guess. I mean, I guess you deserve it because Dahlia did set me up on a blind date. Woo! My favorite kind of date. 
Which I really appreciate because as we'll get into later this episode, I think the apps are probably over. I think they're done. For you or for the world? I think for the world. You're wrong. Really? Yes. I think I'm sorry. Still a bunch of people still meet their partners that way. We have to stop thinking of it as this thing that's supposed to work in this way that other things don't work. It's a bar. That's like saying Mm -hmm. meeting someone at a bar is over, which like for some people that to them is over. but. It all serves a purpose. It all could be the way you meet your person or people or whatever you're looking for. So no, we're not allowed to say that anything is over on this okay. podcast. That's that's fair. Maybe not over. I still have them sometimes. But I would say that I think they've really gone downhill. And I feel like the way people interact on them is like, I think people are kind of less invested in them. I think people are over it. I don't feel like they have my back. Hinge says they're designed to be deleted. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I will agree with you that I think people's attitudes towards them have changed a mm-hmm. bit and people are much less trusting and therefore going into their dating situations in kind of a more defensive, judgmental way, which then takes its own amount of undoing. Yeah. So in that way... I think some like excavation needs to happen in the way we're approaching them, but I don't think they inherently are the problem. I think that's fair. I It's definitely people. And I think it's maybe a little bit post-COVID life, right? I feel like we got too reliant on them during the pandemic. And now I feel like everyone's still like a little bit awkward who hasn't really made themselves be out in the world again. That's true. But I read some crazy statistic, which I wish I'd saved, but it was something like 65% of people on the apps aren't single. What? Something crazy like that. And I was just like, what? That's garbage. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. That's a clickbait. I don't buy it. Find me that article. (laughs) And then let's send it to Emily Oster, who will dissect the data. Yeah. No. I. That's garbage. I don't buy it. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I think we need an adjustment of our attitudes. I think a lot of like the dating talk online has become a problem. And I agree with you that I think people have kind of forgotten how to be people because they are trying to like figure out this dating app game, which actually doesn't need to be a game. And I think people are lonely. Like a lot of my clients as a therapist, a lot of my clients, what I hear is they're lonely, even though they're like involved in social media Everyone feels like everyone else has more of a life than they do. And everyone is just sitting there like, how do I connect with people again? Yeah. And you can do that on the apps. We just have to do it a different way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I don't – did I tell you this? I need to tell you this, that um, my parents came across someone who used to own a matchmaking company in, like, a different state, and she offered to do some pro bono work for me. Did I mention that? And she told me that I should be swiping two hours a day. Isn't that a lot? That person has never been on an app. No, she has. No, she has met her husband on the apps. And when it was eHarmony in 1982? No, I think maybe recently, but I'm not sure which app she was using. What is two hours? You're not going to – there aren't that many people on the apps. That's not possible. She said I should be swiping an hour in the morning and then, like, interacting an hour in the evening. But I was also like – I also think that I kind of think the best app is Hinge, and I don't even think it's that great, but it's not like a swiping app. 
that's not possible. That's like a personal trainer being like, you know how you get fit? You go to the gym for six hours a day. <laughs> you do it. And like, will you get fit? I mean, maybe, but will you absolutely be exhausted and burn yourself out and stop going entirely and vow never to go to the gym again? Yes. Yeah. So what matters with the dating apps and with swiping or whatever it is, liking, sending roses, whatever Hinge does mm-hmm. now, um, is consistency and doing it in a way that you can handle and you are not going to burn out. And I am a full believer in giving yourself a schedule, Okay. but it should be like, 10 minutes in the morning and then 10 minutes in the evening to check in on your messages. And then you say to the people who are talking to you, I'm not on these apps very much, but if you'd like to get a drink, here's my Google voice phone number. Oh, okay. Because I'm not giving my real phone number, but I'm also not hanging out on these apps to chat all day. That's smart. Two hours? No, you'd want to die. No. When I think that's part of the burnout, right? Is people kind of checking it constantly during the day, right? Word, and then being like, they haven't replied. Right. When you even know- read it like an Instagram or a TikTok, where it's like, I just keep going back to it to see if there's anything for me. Totally. And that's not that's you're going to burn yourself up because what you're looking for is someone to be interested in you all day long. You're reinforcing the idea that no one's interested in you or that it's not going anywhere or whatever. Like you need a designated time. Where you're like. I'm checking my thing to see what the progress is. Do I need to do anything? Is there any upkeep that needs to happen? Anyone new? Okay, good. Bye. Not constantly like, is anyone talking to me? Is anyone looking for me? Is anyone paying attention to me? No, that's going to burn you out. Yeah. Glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> um, let's let's talk about, and I apologize to the listeners, this episode is going to be a little all over the place because the first one back and we're just so excited and we have so much to talk about, but we also can't talk forever because we both have lives. And so if you have things you would like us to talk about, or again, if you want to be a guest, like notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com is your place or not your therapist podcast on Instagram, which hasn't been active for years. But it's, um, it's going to be back it, in time for this episode. So you can DM us. Wonderful. DM us, email us, tell us your ideas, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. If you just want to write in a little letter and be like, what do I do about X? Or I disagree with you about Y. I'll prove you wrong. It's fine. <laughs> and um, But this episode will just be a little like, we're going to touch on everything. We're going to say hello. And then we're going to let you tell us what you want to hear next. Yeah. Great. Good, right? Um, so what I want to hear about next is I set Alex up with one of my date coaching clients. I'll call him Mark. Okay. So he remains anonymous. Um, I've been working with him for a while. He's a lovely guy. Um, I don't want to say too much about him because I don't want to identify anything, but he's a lovely guy. He lives in the Midwest but he travels a lot. He's very open and open to moving wherever he meets someone. His job situation is kind of flexible. So he's kind of like, I'll go where I need to go. I would like to get married and have a bunch of kids. He hasn't a really been in kids. He wants a bunch of kids, which I've told him have one and then see how you feel. Uh-huh. It's easy to say I want seven when you haven't had any. You did ask me how many kids I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was he like has this, one or two. <laughs> he has an idea in his head, but I've tried to hammer home, like, have one kid, and then you can decide how many kids. Wait, how many is the idea in his head? Like six or seven. Stop it. Okay. Well, that's he just needs to be someone much younger. 
Well, yeah, he kind of knows that as a limitation. And also, I think he's like, he's a guy, this is what's hard and also great about him, is you can never really tell when he's being serious. Totally. Which I like about him. I find it, like, it pulls me in. I'm always like, wait, do you actually mean this thing you're saying? And I'll ask him. Or like, are you kind of trying to be funny or get a rise out of me? And sometimes I think he doesn't even know. Because totally. then if you drill down on the thing, he's like, no, you're right, actually. And he's very reasonable. Uh-huh. But he kind of presents almost like a tongue-in-cheek energy a lot of times. Yeah, that can I can also read as like very socially awkward, but it's not. Right. An interesting guy. Many layers. Good looking. Tall. Mm-hmm. Not that that matters to me. Yes, it as it shouldn't to anyone. It does to you. It matter if someone's good looking? Oh, no. The tall. Well, I'm 5'9". I think I'm allowed. <laughs> you're allowed, no. but only up until like you're allowed to be like I require five seven. I don't even have like a specific requirement. Yeah, okay. I think I'm kind of obnoxious if someone's like uh, six feet or up or whatever. Yes. yes, I don't have a specific number, but but he is. He is tall. Yeah, he's good looking. Mm-hmm. He's um, I don't really it's, understand what he does for a living, but it I seems to be enough there. Yeah, he lives on his own and he travels a lot. So cool. Yeah. Good for you. And uh, he's got some good values. He, it's very important. He's Jewish. It's important to him to marry someone Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, recently, this is my monologue about him, but then recently he was going to New York and I don't know why I never thought of it before, but I set him up with both you and another friend of mine who lives in the area because I was like, Oh, I just need like more information on what he's like on dates. And this way I can set him up on the dates and maybe they'll work. But if they don't, I'll get to hear what is actually happening on these dates. He also recently just got out of his like probably only serious relationship and it wasn't very long, but it was like kind of fast and intense and serious. And then it ended. Okay. And so I was like, okay, like we want you going on dates. I've had a hard time getting him to go on app dates. It's mm-hmm. been a struggle of ours. Like there will be months where I'm like, did you go on a date? No. Did you go on a date? No. Okay. Well, Mark, if you actually want to meet someone and have seven children, you got to start going <laughs> on dates. But like we need to find him a nice like 22-year-old Hasidic girl. I know. But Okay. But no, I don't want to do that. Okay. No. That's, this is all useful information. Good to know he's newly single. Newly single. How newly? Like a couple months. Okay. And it wasn't a super long relationship. This is also stuff. Serious if they're not very long. Yeah. It was like serious in that he hasn't been in a lot of. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's had a girlfriend before that. He's just been like very focused on career stuff, travel, seeing the world and less focused on relationships. And now he's kind of like. I need to focus on this if it's something I want. Yeah. Fair. Um, so I was excited for him in that relationship. I thought he did a good job. It ended. And I set him up with two people in New York to get some more information. He went on a date with one of them who was not Alex, who he said it went well. She said he didn't talk at all and it was really hard to get him to talk. And I was like, I think that's like his awkwardness that, you kind of have to pull it out of him, but that didn't happen with you at all, Alex. No, yeah, I didn't. Find so it that's interesting to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now tell us about your first date. 
Um, yeah, our first day, well, we were supposed to get coffee, but it turned out there was a huge like West Indian Day festival in my neighborhood that everyone knew about but me. So we went for a walk in Prospect Park. It was fun. It was incredibly hot, but mm. we just walked. I think he's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Clearly very smart. Mm-hmm. It goes like amusing conversations. We talked a lot about tennis because it was the US Open week. Right. You guys have that in common, which I didn't even realize until the setup already happened. They have this yeah. very strong tennis connection. Um, yeah. So I feel like it was fun. It was very like low key, just like a walk during the day. Yeah. And I think for him, I think both that he had a better connection with you and more in common than the first date he went on. But also I think for him, and we've talked about this, I think walking dates and activity dates make it easier for him than like sitting in a bar or a restaurant. And that's a good tip for anyone who considers themselves maybe a little socially awkward or slow to warm up is like going on an activity date right off the bat or one where you're not sitting and staring at each other, like a walk makes conversation a bit easier. I think it does for everyone kind of. Mm -hmm. I think also, especially if you don't drink that much, Yeah, you know, it doesn't seem like he drinks that much and I don't drink that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was like chill. Um, and then we met up again. We hadn't like we were kind of just meeting up after the US Open finished and I had a conference comedy show. So we hadn't communicated that well. So it's like I needed food and he didn't, but he was a good sport. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I ate and we had drinks. Um, it was fun. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Oh, he did something interesting. He said on the date was that you had said you didn't think we were going to be a good match or something like that? I think I didn't. I just hadn't thought of it. Mm -hmm. And you were actually the second person I thought of for him. Like, first I thought of the person he went on the first date with. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think maybe I thought he would be too nerdy for you or, like, I don't know. It just didn't occur to me but then I was like you know that could actually be a really good thing yeah like you know I firmly believe that a lot of the couples that actually end up working out wouldn't be a good match on paper which is what makes the apps kind of hard too but it is an argument for not making snap judgments or if you're thinking of setting up your friends or being set up by your friends not worrying about the details because I ended up doing it just so I was like, oh, here's another single person I know in New York. You guys should go on a date. And then it occurred to me after like, oh, they've got the tennis thing. They've got this. Like they actually might really work or not. But like there was no reason for me to be trying to figure that out ahead of time or for you to. It's just like go and see what happens. Totally. Um, Do you feel... He's not going to listen to this, I promise. No, I think he's not. I think, right, it's like I'm actually being cagey because I kind of liked him. But I also am like two dates you don't even like know yet and he doesn't live here. Well, Um, you know if you don't like someone and you you know if you like someone, I think. And I don't like a lot of people. Right. Um, So the fact that you kind of liked him. Yeah, I I had a good time. And he liked you. Can I tell you something? Well, this is so like, should I tell you or not? Because he's my client. But I feel like I can, I feel like, if, I feel like he wouldn't mind me telling you. Okay. Should I tell you? 
<laughs> so weird. I'm not going to tell you. It's like tune uh, into our Patreon channel. <laughs> no, get all the secrets. Um. Anyways, he had a good time. I didn't know you went on a second date, and so when I saw him yesterday, I was like, oh, what? And he was like, oh, for our second date, da da. And I was like, I didn't know you went on a second date. And I was like, oh, then I guess she didn't like me that much because like you didn't even hear about it. And I was like, well, no, I'm actually, I just haven't talked to her. Right. But I think he was like, why wouldn't you tell me right away if you were excited by it? But I also know you, Alex, are someone who tempers your excitement for whatever reason. You're kind of like, you want to be very reasonable about things and not get too excited. Well, yeah. And I just feel like I've been burned a lot in dating and gotten excited about people. I think also with, I mean, I've been on so many dates. And I think sometimes you can get excited after like two dates and you just, I got very excited. And I was just like, I just don't know him very well, you know? That's it's true. like I didn't realize he wanted a million kids, and I'm not having a million kids. I don't know. Does he know how old I am? I froze my eggs, but it's not like they're experts. I don't think. I mean, just put like seven embryos no. in there and see what happens. No, I don't. Uh, in this economy, absolutely not. Well, I don't think. I think that's one of his things where he has like these funny, okay, okay, ideas. But the reality of it, maybe three. That still seems like a lot. Oh, we'll, a lot. We'll, Maybe two. We'll negotiate. <laughs> He's got to have one and see. I thought I like, would just have one perfect child. That's what I have. Exactly. I do. He's really the best. Um, okay. So here's what I'll say about the getting excited thing, though. I get it. But it's like, what's the fun of dating if we don't get excited? You're totally right. Yes. Like, let's just sap all the joy out of it. No, don't want that. No, and I had I had a really good time. And he was saying that he plans to move back to New York at some point. Did he tell you? Yeah, he's open on where he lives. I think if he has a reason to live somewhere, he'll yeah. move. Um, and I realize I haven't been talking into this the whole time. Should I? I, mean? I don't know how much it matters. Well, I think- thing that I thought was very sweet is that he. I think I mentioned that I had a job interview on Tuesday, and he like remembered and texted me about it. He told me that. Well, he said. I texted her, good luck in her job interview, and she said, thank you, and I haven't heard anything since. Well, was I supposed to say something else? Well, that's kind of my, is I'm like, well, that's not really like a, but maybe he wanted you to be like, it went well, or it did this. Uh, well, see, I think my thing is that I don't quite know, like, the process here, because I don't know when he's coming back. And so I'm like, it's not like I feel like we would, like, text every day for like a month if he doesn't come back for a month you know here's what i'll say about him if he wants to come back he will sure so he's not a person who's like i have to come back for a conference in a month he's a person who's like there's something i want to do there so i'm gonna go back like there's a reason i'll go i got a free hotel night like i'll Mm -hmm. go my family's gonna be there i'll go like there's a girl who wants to see me and there's a couple other friends I have. I'll go. So okay. I think you're thinking he gives you the date and then you figure out the communication. I think you need to do the communication and then the date will come. Yeah, that's a good point. And I feel like maybe something my therapist suggested that I thought was a good idea was to maybe try to like set up like a phone call or something too. That's exactly. I told him to do that too. I love it. Well, I like think- you could do a phone call or a face. Or, yeah. 
Although I kind of prefer a phone call to a FaceTime because I feel very like conscious of my face. I know. You know? He's, he's not a judgy. Like he's the FaceTime is more for it to feel like another date. But if phone call is better to start, do a phone call. That's totally No, fine. I can face. It's more like kind of the Zoom vibe. Like I'm, I don't feel particularly self-conscious like talking to you. But you know what I mean. It's like yeah. I don't want to be thinking about me. Yeah. But I think it would be good because I feel like I got a little bit shy and awkward on our second date where I was kind of like, oh, I kind of like him. And then I clammed up. Oh. Yeah. Whereas I think I'm extremely comfortable if I'm not very into someone. Yes. Yeah. So you have to channel that. Like you have to be like, even when I realize I like him, I'm going to keep acting like I don't, which I give the opposite advice to most people of like, you need to act like you're into them, even if you're not, because it'll help you actually be into them when their confidence goes up. Yeah. And like, it's good for you to practice that energy and not have like a shutdown. But for you, I think it sounds like you kind of need to trick yourself into like, this is just a friend or like, this is a girl. Like, this is someone I'm comfortable with. And if I'm going to find out if they're really a good match, they need to see me acting that way. Yeah, you're right. So was there any... Was there a kiss? No. But I will say it was like we'd been sitting outside under an umbrella. It was a pouring rain. And we kind of then both like ran different directions, which I guess that could have been kind of like. Could have been. I was like running for my bus. Um, There was no. I think we need to infuse the teenage joy back into dating for you. Tell me more about the teenage joy. Which is like getting excited about it. Yeah. Even if there's no chance of it happening, like having a crush. When you feel excited about the person, like leaning in and getting more flirty and more crushy and like more cringy. Yeah. And making sure to make out by the second or third date. Like okay. absolutely must. I don't care if you miss your bus. Uh-huh. If it's pouring rain, so much the better. But like... If dating and just becomes a series of job interviews to find the person who fits the job description of our partner, that is not fun for anyone. And I think, as I've said probably a bajillion times in my life, the only way to waste your time when dating is to try to not waste time and to try to be like, I have to be serious now. I'm 35 years old. I can't waste any more time with Like you will take the joy out of it, which means you will not be good at it, which means you will not attract people who are good for you. Also, you don't know when someone who's been an F boy is going to become not that because men tend to change that for the person they're with. Of course, there's some of there's like really, okay, they have like horrible commitment issues, whatever. But we really can't tell that by the first couple dates. And if we're trying to be like, our five-year plans have to match up and- I'm bringing a PowerPoint of my values and if his don't match up with my, like all that, that's the waste of time. That just sucks the romance, sucks the life, sucks the joy out of it. And we need those elements to like make a connection with someone and we can figure out the rest later. But if the, if like the good heart is there and the connection when we're being our most joyful, fun, easy selves is there, the rest can be figured out. I love But we can't find that out if we're going into it with like, it's got to be a plan. I've got to do it reasonably. We can't kiss on the second date. I've got to get my bus. I don't want to get excited. No, I, I wasn't like trying him. to stop that. It's just like I don't always take the lead and I feel like they should. That might be very old school of me. 
it's not old school. I generally agree, but I think in this day and age, there's a lot of confusion about whether they're supposed to or not yeah. and not wanting to creep us out or offend us. So I think if you're feeling it and you want it, you can say, you can be yeah. like, you can kiss me mm-hmm. or like, do you want to kiss me? Or like, what if we kissed in the rain right now? Oh my like, God. Wouldn't it be fun to make right now? Like lean in, <laughs> make it happen. What do you think are fun questions to ask on a date to get to know someone that aren't like interviewee questions? Um, well, one, there's a lot of games about this that you can actually bring on a date that I have no shame about doing of like that Esther Perel, like getting to know you game. We're not really strangers. I think it's called. Yeah. Um, bringing a few of those in your pocket. And if the conversation gets kind of quiet or boring, just being like, Hey, how would you feel about doing some fun questions to like make the conversation go like being honest? Like, again, it comes back to being people. So if you don't, have a good interview question off the top of your head. Play never have I ever. Mm-hmm. Play truth or dare. Yeah. Like pull out your question cards. Like play who am I? Like, right. You know, or like you're eating a sandwich. Be like, what kind of sandwich would you be and why? <laughs> and like, if you could book a different sandwich to become in 10 years, what sandwich would it be? Like, that's just a great go, question. Thank you. Like, go to your <laughs> silly place. Go to your place when you're like been hanging out with a friend for three hours and you're not bored yet, but you're just having dumb conversations. Like, yeah. that's the vibe dating should be. Yeah. We should not be asking any, like, where do you work? How long have you worked there? Do, do you like living in New York? Do you, where do you see yourself in five years? Because, like, that's all stuff I could find out by giving them a form and they could fill out the form. Well, and something I realized that I was struggling with that my therapist helped me with was like not being in the right mindset for a date, kind of like it's another thing on the schedule. Right. New list. And it was, we talked about kind of like good things to do before a date to kind of like get in that mindset. What did your therapist say? I think the ones we came up with that don't sound super romantic, but were kind of like to like work out because that puts me in a good mood or like take a bath and kind of be able to like take my time getting ready. Absolutely. We call it vacation mode. Oh, and it's you should have bare, bare, bare minimum an hour between whatever you're doing and your date. Okay. So probably more than that if you can. Listen to a playlist, take a bath. There's a matchmaker I love on Instagram who says masturbate. I think that's a great idea. It kind of releases the tension, gives you a nice flush in your cheeks. <laughs> I like that you good. just patted your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, just kind of makes you like, oh, I have a little secret. Like I'm sexy. I'm fun. Yeah. You know, call a friend if that relaxes you. Like whatever gets you in that mode, wear something different. Like be in that mode. You know, when you go on vacation and you're like, I'll talk to anyone. I'll try this drink I would never drink back home. That's not part of my normal routine. I'll wear this shirt I would never wear. I'll talk to the stranger at the bar. I'll listen to it. It's just like you're on vacation. So nothing matters. Everything's like new and different and you're way more willing to be experimental and flexible. That's the energy we want on a date. Yeah. So whatever it takes to get you there, I think it's great. Okay. So just prioritizing that. Yeah. Yeah. Prioritize, get in the right. This is not another to do. This is not for me to like be efficient about finding my life partner. This is like, I'm going to go meet a new interesting person. I'm going to be in vacation mode. I'm going to let myself 
be whisked away into this weird space with this person. And we're just going to have like a unique experience. And if I'm lucky and I make it happen, I'll get a make out at the end. Because who doesn't yeah. like that? We need to get Mark back in New York so you guys can make out. <laughs> I was like, wait, who's Mark? Right. Right. Exactly. Mark. Okay. If you text him right now, we're like, hey, what if you came back here to get a make out in? He'd be like, I'm on my way. Like that's the kind of person he is. He would do it. I appreciate that. Okay. So have you spoken to him since the uh, good luck on your job interview? Thank you. No, it was like two days ago. Oh, my God. (laughs) Also, I will say I told you most guys, yes, we encourage the like kind of let them lead text-wise. It's very gendered to me to say. Um, But like, what was that huge thing? an earthquake? I don't know. Anyways, um, most guys, yes, I would be like, okay, let them kind of pursue you, like, blah, 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 blah. Although I'm not that into game playing once you've gone on a couple dates. Um, But with him, he really is someone that, like, I have a hard time getting a response from him, and he's paying me. And I'll be like, when are we scheduling our next call? And he won't respond for, like, three weeks, and then he'll be like, Tuesday? Like, he needs a little bit of dogged pursuit just to get a response because he's kind of a little spacey like he's always thinking of different things so don't be shy about putting some energy out there with him what i will say is that i mentioned i kind of asked him if he's a bad texter and he was like uh am i, I was like yeah you kind of are horrible and i mentioned that he'd taken like a data reply to a text and he seemed to feel really bad and i appreciate he like took that in and was kind of like oh okay yeah and he did better right after that yeah What's great about him is he also really does take on feedback, Love except it. from me telling him to go on dates. He just ignores that, um, which is... But he went on the two dates you set him up on. He went on the two dates I set him up on, and he made them happen because I was like, you will make these happen. Um, but I think you you need to reach out to him. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe cool. right now. What about right now? Right now, I'm going to text him. Dolly says, you want seven kids, LOL. Don't. <laughs> I'm trying to talk him down from that. <laughs> but let's leave that there because, again, these are not conversations we need to have early on in dating before we even know if we like someone. Okay. We don't need to be deciding if we're having children with them or how many. Okay. We don't know what can happen. So first, just find out, do I like them as a person? Would I be friends with them? And do I enjoy making out with them? Those are all good questions. Yes. Those are the important questions. So what could you text him right now? Oh, no. Can you tell him how the interview went? Can you be like, I feel like it's kind of weird to be like, it went pretty well. I'm waiting to see if I made it to the second round. It's like, he didn't. Okay. What else could you, what's something you guys talked about? Um, I'm going to ask him. He was going on a trip somewhere for a conference. So I'll ask him if he's there. Dahlia's face. Dahlia's so disappointed in me. It's just like such a yes or no. Like, let's be fun. Practice being fun. Mm. What's like a fun, weird topic you guys got into? Um, He's into these like artistic coffins. Yeah, he is. Oh, we already texted about that a little bit. <laughs> when I looked at them and was like, these are I'm like, I do not want to be buried in like a vodka bottle. <laughs> no. Are you sure? That's I'm positive. What could you text him? It's got to be kind of funny and silly and catch him off guard because, yeah, he doesn't – it's hard to engage him. 
I'm thinking. I don't know what you guys talked about, so it's hard. But I mean, you could literally just text him and be like, "What's the best thing you've eaten so far today?" He would. Yeah, that's true. But then it might come back to me and I'll just be like, I had like a freaking sweet green salad, <laughs> like nothing interesting. No, you could tell them about your matcha granola that was in your newsletter. Your description of that really captured my imagination. <laughs> I something I would ever eat. <laughs> Gotten some real hate on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like something like that, like just be silly. Yeah. Be fun. Okay. Don't try and do it right or be like reasonable, sensible, and adult. That's so boring. That takes all the joy out of our dating lives. You're right. I like your idea of infusing the joy back in dating. Yes. That's we're gonna call your book the joy of dating. The joy I like that. <laughs> <laughs> because my mom had the joy of cooking when I was growing up. And I think there's also like the joy of sex. So oh, great. The joy of dating. The joy of dating. The joy yeah. of making out. Hmm. I could write a whole book just on that. It's the best. Making out's the best. Oh, I was I was like, oh, Jomo already exists, the joy of missing out. But yeah, still the good. Joy of missing out. I have not heard of that, but I it's like the new it. homo is the Jomo. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I do it all the time. That's all I do these days as a mom. I'm like, it's no, I can't. I'm going to use this child as my excuse until he's 18. <laughs> And then he's like in college and you're like, sorry. I'm like, sorry, I'm waiting for his phone call. I just <laughs> By then phones are like embedded in our hands. And you're yeah. like, can't leave the house. I can't leave the house. I'm sorry. I'm focused. Um, great. Well, okay. So you're going to text them something. You're going to update text us. Them. So in the future, I will keep our loyal listeners updated. Please keep us updated. I'm invested in this. If nothing else, and I was talking to another, I was talking to a friend about this last night who recently went on a few good dates with a guy from the apps. They exist. Um, that she, I was like, you know, regardless of this person is your husband or not, it's a palate cleanser. It's a, oh yeah, like people do want to connect. There are good people out there. I can let my guard down. I can believe in this. I can have fun with this. I don't have to think of it as this like, Thing that's just out to make me feel bad. I agree with you, right? You do you want to be out of the mindset of kind of like always looking at the end game, where it's yeah. like it's always a nice reminder that it's like okay, there are like good available people out there that can be interested in you, and vice versa. Yes, like, great. Yes. great reminder. Yes, yes. Um, should we talk more about? We were going to talk about TikTok dating a little. Yes. Do we have time? Should we save that for another? I think we have time. Okay. Because then I have a health and wellness question for you. Oh. Well, should we start with that? Sure. And then if we have time. Yeah. Okay. So my husband and I got in a fight this morning. Not a real fight. But like. right. I wasn't right, I think. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Tell me. It's very upsetting. Okay. So you're probably going to just laugh at me right away. Um, I like to think I know a thing or two about health and wellness, not everything, but I read, I was a vegan in college. <laughs> That's like saying I was a lesbian in college. I know. Vegan in college. Okay. Um, but you know, I like vegetables. You exercise. I exercise. I don't eat a lot of meat, etc. Um, I eat some meat because balance, but, uh, for years I've been purchasing earth balance 
Oh, yeah, that's garbage. Sorry, what's the question? <laughs> I've been purchasing it and putting it on my toast. Uh-huh. Um, not thinking like, oh, I know it's still oil. I don't think it's better than butter. But I'm like, something about it being vegetable-based instead of animal fat-based. I'm like, this somehow feels better. I also think, thinking back now after this argument we had, um, that I grew up with like those blue tubs of margarine from the store and oh, yeah. my parents would put it on everything like it was better than putting butter on everything. They also put butter on a lot of things. We had a lot of butter in our house, but it would be like broccoli with margarine or like whatever. There was margarine around. Sure. And so I think it's like part of my cultural, like my food. It's like the nineties. Yes. So I bought Earth Balance for a very long time. And some mornings when I make breakfast for the family, I put butter on toast some mornings I put fancy butter with salt on toast. Oh, and some mornings I put earth balance on toast. <laughs> You're just like, Matt, I want you to have a bad morning. So I'm putting earth balance on it. <laughs> but it tastes good. It's delicious. So this morning I was making breakfast for me and my son. And Matt didn't need breakfast because he was meeting a friend. But I was like, can you grab the earth balance from the fridge? And he brought it over and he was like, I have to say something. Like, oh, no. Yeah. And he was like, I've been holding this in for all of our marriage. And I was like, what? What is it? And he was like, this is just palm oil. And it's really bad for you. Or like, it's really garbage. It's bad. And I was like, what? And like, Matt is not someone who, like, he works out too. But he's not like a health freak. It's not like all he eats healthy food. He's like Mr. Chip and Cracker Pretzel guy. Totally. Like, so for him to come at me. With like a, this is unhealthy for our family. Oh my God. And like, you've been thinking this is healthier, but it's actually garbage. And I hate buying it whenever you put it on the grocery list. It really shook me. Well, so it seems like it's maybe less about the facts of earth balance and more just he's been holding it in for so long. Or I don't know. You How has he never said anything? And why now? I do think it's tricky to talk to people about food, especially women, because you don't want anyone to feel like you're, like, judging them. And it's kind of like – but I think his – We judge each I, other all the time. I mean, we're married. <laughs> it's what we do. You're right. But and I'll, like, shame him about food, which I'm not super proud of. But, like, sometimes at night, you know, we fill up our little cookie bowls, uh -huh. watch whatever we're watching, and he'll go a little – big on the cookie bowl and I'll be like wow that's a lot of cookies that's all um but no no real judgment because I love cookies and also he was never into cookies before me so I created mm -hmm. this. but the fact that like it mattered to him all of a sudden and I was also like it took me a minute to be like no but it is still like better than eating butter every day right or is it not like help me I don't I think part of this is kind of like your personal health philosophy. I don't think it's better than butter. I'm looking at the ingredients and I just feel like these are kind of crummy oils like canola and soybean oil. Yeah. Um I don't want to be poisoning my little angel perfect baby child. I think you're poisoning him, but I think probably why he said something is like it's not that this is like a terrible thing, but you're not eating this as like an indulgence. It's like you've been eating it because you think it's a little bit healthier. Yeah. And it's not. It's not. I think normal butter or olive oil would be a lot better. But I, don't even, I don't have an issue with butter. I don't either. I mean, I love butter, but I, you know, there's heart disease in my family. There's like 
maybe diabetes in Matt's family. And so I've just been like, you know, a little conscious of like, I just don't know if we should eat butter at every meal. But I think in my head, I was thinking like, well, sometimes we do earth balance because it's a vegetable oil and that's better. But you're telling me. I think vegetable oils, I think it's a scam. Yeah. Like, I think it's truly lobbyists, like agricultural lobbyists who've tried to make us think that like soybean oil is healthy when I don't think it is. Right. I think the only oils that I think are healthy are olive oil, avocado oil, or coconut oil. Olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil. Okay. Um, so not the oil. What oil? Sesame. Peanut. I, I think those are like okay. Yeah. Not yeah. Good. Um, so I would do. I think that generally the thing with the least amount of ingredients is the healthiest. Okay. And that has like a bunch of weird things that you just like don't even know what they are. You're right. Um, right. But it's like things, it's not like a judgment. It's just, I think it's more like good to know, right? Like it's like if I drink a Diet Coke, I'm not pretending it's like healthy. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I want a Diet Coke and I've decided I'd rather have it than a regular Coke, but neither is good kind of. Yeah. Well, regular Coke is delicious. Regular Coke is delicious and it might, that sugar could be better than the aspartame, you know? Right. It's very TBD. I just hate that he's right. I'm sorry. And like I had this this piece slathered with a piece of toast Uh with the jam. And now it's literally just sitting (laughs) downstairs on the counter. Cause once he said that, I took a bite like in defiance. Uh I was like, I'm still gonna eat it. Once he said it, all I can taste is like plastic. I'm like, I'm eating plastic. Like, I don't even know if that's true, but I just like now I'm like, what have I been putting in my body? Like it's giving me this complex and I'm like and he said like you know this is just margarine right and that's when I realized like oh I grew up with margarine like that's why I have this but like you can't feel bad because they're like incredibly good brand marketers that have tried to convince everyone that these are healthy things like it's probably sold at Whole Foods right I mean this we get at Trader Joe's but it's the same you know yeah like they probably get it into health food stores but I think what I think is kind of a scam is that Foods that are they've made food alternatives that are like vegan or vegetarian and make them seem like they're healthier. And it's like like a Beyond Burger or something. Yeah. Where it's like it might be better for the environment. If you don't want to touch meat products, then ethically it's better for you. But I don't think it's better for your body at all. Yeah. And I yeah. feel no, and that I believe. I'm very not really, even though, like I said, I was a vegan in college. Um, I'm generally not into fake meat. I'll eat like tofu, but like the fake meat where it's got like 800,000 ingredients. I'm just like, I'd either rather not have meat and just like be fine with my vegetables or have like meat. Totally. Yes. But I feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to throw it out, but I'm not, we're not going to buy it anymore. I think that's, and I think that's unfortunately kind of how the nutrition, it's like we're constantly learning and evolving. Like I used to think kombucha was the healthiest thing in the world and I don't think it's bad, but I realized it wasn't great for me to have it all the time or whatever. Yeah. Everything we ate in the 90s and thought was healthy. Yeah. I realized it was not. Yeah. It's just when your husband <laughs> is right about a food choice, it's really shook me to my core because generally I know way more about food than he does, which you would never admit, but it's true. Um. And I kind of take the lead on all things feeding our boy. And, yeah. you know, I I steer the ship. And then to have, like, the shipmate come up to me and be like, 
do you not see that glacier? And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, you're right. Soybean oil. (laughs) I'm being dramatic, but it really shook me that he was right about something that I have just been. Is your domain. Yeah. Anyways, um, that was my health and wellness question because it's still bothering me that that piece of toast is sitting down there. Just throw it out. I hate throwing out. Throw it out. I hate throwing out food. But you don't have a dog, do you? No. But But I mean, the dog. Should I be giving the dog? Great point. Right after I said that, I was like, "Wait, don't give that to your dog." No, don't give it to your dog. I just have to throw it out. But it's a good piece of bread. I mean, it happens, you know. I mean, it's like, listen, either eat it or throw it out. But I don't know that I would just like leave it all day, just sitting on the already noon your time. How many hours has it been sitting there? Yeah, about four. (laughs) I mean, listen. The good news is this isn't like a real food, so it can probably stay. Out of That's the, the thing, it's definitely time. not going bad down there. It's fine. Yeah, but no one should eat it. No one that I know should eat it. <laughs> what am I going to do with the tub of Earth Balance? I think you just throw it out. Oh my god! You don't know how much we didn't throw out food in my family. I understand that, but the way I, I've done this, I've gone back and forth on this, but it's like. What's well, the alternative? You leave it there for six months, and every time you see it, you're like, oh, I'm not eating it, but I'm going to leave it there. And then you finally throw it out. I know it's hard because at least if you're like getting rid of clothes, you can like give them away or sell them or yeah. something. And it's like, no one wants a happy stuff of Earth Balance. Nobody wants it. Nobody should have it. And I literally feel like in LA, you could like offer it to like a homeless or an unhoused person. And they'd be like, oh my, don't eat that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. You're going to text Mark, and I'm going to throw out my Earth Balance tub. Deal. Ouch. But I think this was a good um, example of how health and wellness will come into play about our discussions of relationships. Because actually, I do really think it's also like probably a topic for a lot of people dating and in relationships of like, this is my food culture, or this is my nutrition culture, or this is my body stuff. And how do I deal with that with another person? person who I sometimes have to admit is right. I think I realize this more and more with dating where I think for a long time I was kind of like, doesn't really matter like how they eat or if they're into health or stuff. But I'm like, oh, it, it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of the word, pr- it's practical. You know, it's just like easier if they're on the same page as you. Yes. But, and I will add to that, a lot of times you won't start on the same page for a lot of things. Like I didn't really work out at all before Matt. I went to yoga occasionally, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he like just, and it's not like he ever tried to get me to, but just by seeing what he does and what he was doing, I wanted to do it. He got an assault bike. It was too big for me. I got my own and now I do it almost every day. Like it's just, you kind of develop a set of values together So you may, because you're very into health and wellness, you're going to be hard pressed to find someone who's as into it as you are. You don't want someone who's like, oh, don't even talk to me about that. I hate that. Like you're an idiot. Like all that. Like you don't want that. But you might be someone's like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't really care. I eat earth balance. Um, (laughs) And you might, I would just say, and this kind of is my thought in general about like the idea of like deal breakers or red flags is like, there are very few that are actually deal breakers and red flags. And I would say they're for things like substance abuse, abuse, 
like major, major problems, but something like I'm really into health and wellness and he isn't. Totally. They're probably eventually you're going to find a middle ground where you're like, you're right. It is fun to have a cheeseburger every once in a while. Or like, it is fun, whatever. Or he's like, well, just by watching you, like, I want to be a little healthier. Like, tell me what I can do about this. Or like, oh, your matcha granola looks really good. Maybe I'll start eating some. And then I, you'll be like, buy your own bag because it's I, it's expensive. I just don't want to have – I did have a breakup once with someone actually named Mark. And at the end, when we broke up, he was like, thanks for introducing me to turmeric. And I was like, you don't deserve turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I, <sighs> I love that. You should have said that. But I mean, but that's the thing is couple like, and that's something I tell women a lot because they'll be like, well, his picture in his dating app, his bed was unmade or whatever. And I'm like, a lot of times we influence each other positively. It's not about trying to change the person, but it's just yeah. about like if the core things that really matter are there, then the rest you'll kind of build a life together where you will naturally kind of adjust and learn from each other. Like I'm sure your friend was not like, man, I just want to date someone who takes a few shots in the middle of the day. And probably if she had heard that, she would have been like, no. But it must have happened organically. They developed their routine together. There's give and take on both sides. You develop a compromise and a lifestyle that works for you and that you just build that. And so you don't start out that way necessarily. But I think it's more important that you just connect on like, are you okay with me doing it? Cool. Yeah. You know, totally. or like, are you, does it bother you so much that I'm not into health and wellness? They might not be into it as long as they're not just like, I love destroying my body. Like it's probably going to be okay with you. <laughs> Sure. Yes. So, yeah, I think just go for neutral. Okay. And eventually you'll build something together that works for both of you. And there will also always be areas where you'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Like, I'll never be into video games. And Matt is. No, but me he's gotten to do them way less just because he's like, eh, it's, not, it's not as big part of my life as it was when I'm single. Or... I could stand my ground on the earth balance, but I'm not going to. But I could. And we would still play together. We're calling child protective services. <laughs> no. no. But, you know, those are just the things that you, I think, figure out as you go. So it's just more important. Like, I think I told Mark you were into health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And I think he was like, that's cool. Like, I'm. I don't know any, or like, I know that he's healthy. I know that he exercises. Mm -hmm. I know that he eats like pretty healthy. So it's not a total mismatch, but I also don't think it's like his area of interest. That's okay. No, I actually, I mentioned that because I was surprised by how into it he seemed. <laughs> Maybe he was putting it on for me, but I was kind of like, oh, this isn't something I've ever really thought much about. I've actually never really cared, mm -hmm. you know, what they Being into it or not. But I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. That is nice. It's a nice perk if they're into it. And if not, you can learn from each other. And that's what you bring to the relationship. And you can teach them about turmeric. No, I'm not giving that away for free. Don't give that away for free. Although I would like to talk about it on our next episode. Okay. I will. Pin that. Make a note. It's great. I miss a fucking golden milk latte from Erewhon. I miss Erewhon every day. Wow. There's nowhere in New York you can get a golden milk latte. I'm sure, but it's just like, it's not the same, Dahlia. Wow. We have several places. No, I mean, there are definitely places I could get it. <laughs> but it's not the same. Nope. Um, 
I think maybe we should save TikTok dating for next time. Great. We can get into it. Oh, I wonder if we can find a Gen Z member to talk about dating and then we talk about. I would love. I I mean, I probably know some. But we should talk to them. But next time, how about you bring the TikTok? Because I don't engage with TikTok dating because as we know, I don't believe in it. But you bring the ones you want to talk about and then we'll talk about it. Perfect. Educate me. You can play Gen Z. Okay. And then if anyone listening has thoughts about it or is Gen Z and wants to talk about it, reach out to us. Yeah. I love it. That's our call to duty. Well, this was a pleasure. This was a pleasure. We're going to learn so much. We're going to talk to couples. We're going to learn about health and wellness and how it affects relationships and ourselves. We're going to give dating advice. We're going to give Alex advice. We're going to give me advice. I mean, you don't need it except, you know, the one thing. But yeah. I'm going to teach you how to get back into the joy of dating. Teach us all. The joy of dating. Should we rename the podcast The Joy of Dating? Maybe. We'll consider it. Okay. Or just the app episode. Just the app, Joy of Dating, with not your therapist who is now a therapist. Yeah. But not your therapist, hopefully. Okay, great. This was a pleasure. A pleasure. You're the best. You're doing great. Can't wait to hear what you text Mark right after we hang up. (laughs) Okay. You are going to, right? Yes, I am. I am. Okay. Great. Okay. Talk soon. Thanks for stopping by, friends. Thanks, everyone. We're so happy to be back and we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.